Welcome to 4125, The People of Holy Cross. I'm Pastor Jeffrey. The reason we're doing this podcast is because we have a larger congregation, and we're hoping that the people of Holy Cross can begin to meet one another using this forum. There are people who worship at 8 o'clock, and there are people who worship at 11, and they might never meet one another. They may never meet the people who worship at 930. And so this is an opportunity to give the people of Holy Cross a chance to tell their story. And even though you might not hang out with each other in the hallways, you can still get to know one another, church. It was last Sunday, it was Pentecost Sunday, and we were worshiping and studying the Word of God together online, of course. And Peyton was leading Bible class after worship. And we use a program where uh, he's teaching on camera, and we can type our questions into him, and and he can answer us, and and we can type answers to his questions in. And as we were covering Acts 2, uh, my friend Gail gave a really interesting response in the Bible study. Acts 2 is that great account where it's Pentecost, it's 50 days after the Passover, the believers were in one place, and suddenly this mighty rushing wind fills the house where the believers are gathered, and then these tongues of fire appear on each one of them. They were all filled with the Holy Spirit, and they began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Acts 2, 4 says. And then, using these various tongues, the believers in Jesus Christ were sent out to tell the world about Jesus. And Gail, my friend Gail, she types that she had an Acts 2 experience herself in a foreign country, where the Holy Spirit used her to speak a language, to tell the gospel, in a way that she herself did not understand. I wanted to hear this story. I hope you do too. Here's my friend, Gail Neal. I'm here with my friend Gail Neal, and Gail has uh, been a member at Holy Cross for for quite a long time uh, with her husband, Leroy, and uh, it's really good to talk to her today. Gail, can you tell me about where you grew up? I grew up in Minneapolis, Minnesota. I attended Mount Olivet Lutheran Church, which at the time was the largest Lutheran church in America. Uh, Kind of interesting, the church was 8,000 members. My confirmation class had over 250 kids. So it was a big church, big choirs, wonderful place to grow up. I did not know that you were a Minnesota girl. How, How does the... The, the events that are happening in Minnesota, the Twin Cities right now, affecting your heart? Oh, I've cried several times. Oh. I, have, I still have a lot of friends in Minneapolis, and they've been communicating with me, and it, everybody's heart is broken. So how did you meet Leroy? I attended Fuller Seminary in California. And while I was there, I had three roommates, and one of my roommates was a nurse, and she worked for the L.A. County Sheriff's Department, 
as did Leroy. He tested sheriffs. He was a exercise physiologist who tested sheriffs, and he was dating Joyce. And Joyce brought him to our house. There were four of us who rented a house together, and he came over with Joyce several times. And uh, one day he went to work and said, I've met the girl I'm going to marry. And his friend said, you mean Joyce? He said, no, her roommate. Wow, what did Joyce think of that? Well, it it took some time. He he stopped seeing her uh, socially. They weren't serious or anything, but they stopped seeing each other on dates and things. And he waited about six months, and then he came over and asked me out. And Joyce was out of town at the time. And by the time she came home, he had asked me to marry him. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> that was that was on June 2nd, and we were married August 25th. That's a great story. I know the two of you lived in California for a long time, but how did you get to Colorado Springs? Well, our two sons both moved here at the same time. They realized after college that they would not be able to afford to live in California. So they picked a place, and they liked the looks of Colorado Springs, and they both moved here. Then we waited five years. Uh, Leroy had retired, and I retired after five years, and we moved here to be with our sons. When you got to Colorado Springs, why did you choose to land at Holy Cross? Oh, that's a wonderful story, too. Leroy attended the Missouri Synod churches in town. We had decided we wanted to go back to the Lutheran Church, which we had not been in in, in California, and we thought Missouri Synod was the way to go. And so he would go to two or three different churches each Sunday, knowing that he would hear the same sermon, and he picked Holy Cross. And he took me there and said, what do you think? And we love the sermons. We love the biblical basis to everything that's done there. And, of course, we love the music, which is a very important part of the church for me. And we landed at Holy Cross. The main reason that I wanted to talk to you today was because during Bible class last Sunday, during Pentecost, where we have that great account in Acts 2 where the tongues of fire land on the believer's head and they're gifted with the Holy Spirit, and then they begin speaking in many different languages, you you told a story about how that had happened to you once in your life where you had a, a Pentecost moment, and and I wanted to hear more about that story. I haven't heard this story yet, and so that's why I'm calling you now. Tell me that story, Gail. Okay. Um, I graduated from Fuller Seminary in 1972, and I had been singing in coffee houses with my guitar, and I met a fellow who went to a four-square gospel church, which is a Pentecostal church, and he invited me to go with him and a whole team of the Jesus people from Hollywood to Sweden, Norway, and Denmark on a missions trip. He, they wanted me to sing at the tent meetings that they were planning to have in Oslo. I said yes, and I went with them on this uh, trip. Uh, at the time, uh, the Scandinavian countries were falling away from Christ, and we felt it was a good time to go and share him 
with the people during tent meetings. So I was in Oslo, and I was singing. And at the end of each tent meeting, after I sang, they would have an altar call. And people would come forward that wanted to receive Christ. I was in a room, and I was talking with people that came forward, sharing Christ with them. And this young man came in, and we were alone together in the room, and he wanted to know more about Jesus. But he didn't speak English, and I didn't speak Norwegian. So we sat and kind of looked at each other for a while, and I I said, I'm going to pray. And I bowed my head, and I said, Lord, I've been with these four-square gospel people who do speak in tongues. They had prayed over me in tongues. I said, if this is a time that you would give me a tongue to share with this young man your salvation, I would gladly receive it, and I'm open to hearing from you. And he gave me the opportunity to speak in a language that I didn't know what it was, and I don't think it was Norwegian, but somehow the young man received Christ bowed down in tears, and I know that the Holy Spirit was so at work during that experience. And I gave him my Bible, which was in English, but again, I prayed over it that he would find somebody who could share the, the Bible with him in his language. And that was my experience of receiving the Holy Spirit in tongues so I could share the gospel with a young man. Gail, I'm getting goosebumps while I'm listening to that story. How exciting is that? I'm starting to cry again because it it's one of the most profound experiences of my life. In the Lutheran Church, we, we don't talk about tongues a lot. Uh, it's it's one of those things that, that uh, we just kind of steer away from it, but it is a gift of the Holy Spirit. And and Paul Paul uh, talks about desiring other gifts, but it but it never discounts the fact that tongues are a gift of the Holy Spirit, and and God, being God, can give that gift to whoever, whenever He wants to. I agree completely, and I, I honestly, I've never felt compelled to ask for that gift again, but I certainly did in that moment. And I believe even my asking for the gift of tongues in that moment was a gift of the Holy Spirit. And he knew that this young man just was on the brink of receiving Jesus as his Savior, and this was the way to do it. That gift at that moment God used to add another soul to eternity. What a great story, Gail. Thank you for sharing it with us. You're welcome. Uh, Gail, I'd like to play a quick little game with everybody on the podcast. I'd like to do the same with you. It's called Would You Rather. I'm going to give you two scenarios, probably two scenarios you, you'll never experience. But, but um, between the two, which would you choose? So, for example, would you rather kiss a frog or hug a snake? I think I'd rather hug a snake. I really like snakes. Do you really? I really do. Okay, snake hugger it is. Would you rather uh, ride on the tallest roller coaster or go skydiving? Oh, 
I've been wanting to go skydiving. In fact, I took lessons to go skydiving when I was in college. I learned how to pack my chute, and I went up in the plane, but then my mother asked me not to do it, and so I never jumped. Okay. I would do it in a heartbeat. That's something that you and I need to put on the schedule. Okay. Look at this. Because I would love to go skydiving, too. Okay, this is a weird question. Would you rather sweat honey or smell like a skunk? Definitely sweat honey. That's <laughs> so sticky. Uh, would you rather be a bird or a horse? A bird. Why? Oh, I've always wanted to fly. We could do that while skydiving together, Gail. There you go. That would solve both of those, wouldn't it? Would you rather go on a walk when it's warm and raining or cold and snowy? Oh, that's a tough one because I love them both. But I think I choose the cold and snowy. And, And here's my favorite question. Would you rather go on a picnic with Leroy in a park or on a beach? In a park. Tell me why. Well, I think the beach can be grainy and windy, and it's just not as great a place to have a picnic than in a park. But honestly, you wouldn't mind having a picnic with Leroy anywhere, would you? Absolutely. I would love it. Anyway, In fact, we do. We went for a picnic on my birthday last month. Happy birthday, friend. Thank you. Let me pray for you, Gail. Okay, thank you, Jeffrey. Oh, Father God, thank you for using Gail, not only on that day uh, when she shared the gospel with somebody that, that she didn't share a language with, but thank you for using Gail every day of her life. Uh, she's such a faithful servant to you, and she she loves you so deeply. I can see that as her pastor. We pray that you would continue to bless Gail. I look forward to the ministry you're going to continue to do through her. Uh, I believe you've got more exciting adventures for Gail and Leroy, where your son Jesus Christ is concerned. Father God, bless them, bless their marriage, and uh, bless them as they continue to serve you. It's in the name of Jesus we pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks, Gail. Thank you. Bye-bye. Before Gail and I recorded our podcast, we spent a couple moments on the phone talking about how the the podcast would unfold, and she told me, Pastor, the story I'm about to tell you isn't very Lutheran. And I said to her, I don't care if it's Lutheran, I just care if it's biblical. Throughout Scripture, especially in 1 Corinthians 13 and 14, uh, in Acts 2, of course, we have experience with tongues. Uh, tongues are a gift of the Holy Spirit. Now, Paul encourages us to desire other gifts. Uh, he, he sees other gifts as being more helpful as to building up the church, but we can't deny that speaking in tongues is a gift that God can use for his purposes when he desires to use them. I have an experience with tongues, and it was it was in my childhood. I was at St. Paul Lutheran Church in Farmington, Missouri. I was this little kid sitting in the pew, and in the middle of the sermon, a little old lady 
in the front of our congregation began speaking very loudly in a language that none of us understood. The pastor, uh, he stopped preaching, and when the woman stopped talking, he looked over the congregation and he asked, does anyone understand what was just said? Can anyone interpret what was just shared? And none of us could, at least none of us admitted to understanding it. And so he shrugged his shoulders and said, let's proceed with the sermon. When anyone speaks in tongues, it should be interpreted rightly by the Spirit. That's also a gift, the gift of interpretation. And so if if it can't be interpreted by the Spirit, then like my pastor did when I was a child, you move on. Uh, that was a gift of tongues for that person speaking to God. First Corinthians 14 says that that, that, that. that speaking in tongues is a gift between God and the speaker. In Gail's case, it was a gift of God to use through Gail to this young man who became, became a believer in Jesus Christ. What a great story. Gail, thank you for sharing it. I hope you'll join us again at 4125, the people of Holy Cross as we meet a brand new person to Holy Cross. In fact, he's not even here yet. He's in the state of Virginia, but he's coming to Holy Cross Lutheran Church, and you'll get to hear his story next week. God's blessings. Goodbye.